Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I am Atik Hamadbati, a fourth generation homeopath with over 20 years of professional experience in this field of healing. In the Homeopathy Health Show, I'll be talking all things homeopathy and natural with guest interviews, tips and advice and answering some of your questions. Homeopathy is truly a unique complementary system of healing suitable for all ages, young and old. I'd love to hear from you and welcome your questions on homeopathy and how it can or has helped you. Feel free to email me at health at liketreatslike.co.uk or visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk for more information. Once you're there, take a look at the Knowledge Academy and blog section where you will find interesting information. Both sections are growing day by day, so always check back. So let's begin today's show on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio, real feel-good radio. I am delighted to welcome Marcus Fernandez to the Homeopathy Health Podcast. Now, Marcus is the founder and principal of CHE, which is the Centre for Homeopathic Education, which he founded in 1998. And we are going to talk about this, of course, later on in today's podcast. Now, Marcus has been practicing and teaching homeopathy for the last 26 years or more. Marcus, welcome to the Homeopathy Health Podcast. How are you? Uh, thank you very much. Great to be here. Uh, and I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, my first question to you, something I ask all my guests, what led you to homeopathy? As I know, you were in a rock band and you wanted <laughs> to be a rock and roll star, which actually reminds me of Professor Brian Cox, because he had a D-ream and things can only get better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, but he was more pop. We, we were more... We were more... <laughs> We were more rock, more, more rock, probably more punky, I'd say. Um, that's right. Yeah, I used to be in a band and, uh, you know, uh, that's where I wanted to be. I was, you know, that's all I wanted to be. I was a singer in a band. And, um, yeah, and, and I used to gig and we, you know, we, we, we um, you know, that's what I did for, really full time. And, and how I got into homeopathy and and I've said this many, many times, um, you never decide to get into homeopathy. It, it calls you when the time's right. And I wasn't looking for it. Like I said, I was very happy what I was doing. Um, but I was about to go on, on tour with, with our band uh, to Germany. And being a sort of poor, poor musician like we all were, um, you know, we got paid from the gigs and you only got paid when you did the gig. Sometimes not as much as you hoped. Um, <laughs> but mm. we, uh, yeah, so but I had no money. I had no money. So I had to go and get a job. And so I went to the only job I could get at the time, which was like 1990, 1991. I don't know if you remember, there was a recession on here in the UK. And the only job I could get was working in a nursing home, working with elderly, elderly people. And it was a it was a nursing home that specialized in dementia and Alzheimer's. And and so I started working there. And it was ridiculously low paid, um, two pound fifty an hour. I remember that distinctly um, for night shifts as well as as well as the, the day shift. So I started working there, and um, again, I had no inclination to be in the care, you know, in in, in care, or working in care. And I was having a cup of coffee one day in in the staff room, and one of the the, the nurses that worked there said to me, "We're talking," and then she said to me, "You know what? I think you'd make a really good homeopath." And I said, 
what? Because I, I never even heard of the word. <laughs> said, um, yeah, you make a really good homeopath. She said, I'm going to do this course. Um, there's an open day. Uh, why don't you come along with me? And I was like, yo, hang on a minute. You don't understand. You know, I'm in a band. I'm only going to be here for a few weeks. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm not into thank you, but no thanks. No, no, I think you should come. I've got a really good, strong feeling about this. You should come along with me. I said, no, 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 thanks. And I think I dropped, you know, I drank my coffee and off I went. Hmm. Um, but every time I saw her, every day after that, she'd say the same, oh, please come with me to this open day. I think it, I really feel it strongly you should go. And in the end, just, I'll come with you to the open day, but I'm not signing up. I'm just going to keep your company and just to make you stop asking me to go. And she was over the moon. So anyway, the days roll by, the weeks roll by. And it was the day before the open day. And I woke up that morning at a terrible sore throat, had uh, tonsillitis, which I used to get a lot. Um, and I used to sing in the band. So I often get, it would aggravate it. And I thought, right, I tried to know, for, no, first of all, I tried to get in to see the GP because I'd normally get antibiotics or whatever I, I got. And I couldn't get in. So I said, right, I'm going to try this homeopathy stuff. If it works, then I'll go to the open day. If it doesn't work, I'm not going to go. So I went, I remember getting the bus into town, went to the local health food store, and there was all this homeopathic section and all these weird and wonderful names, you know, Arsenicum, Pulsatilla, Nux Vomica. And I thought, God, that's a great name for a band, Nux Vomica. <laughs> um, and uh, so I looked at all this. Anyway, I found the remedy for me, which is gelsemium. It's, it matched my symptoms. It looked like what I had. Um, you know, I, I had a headache, like a band around the head, I felt achy as well with a sore throat. Went home, took it, and I remember I fell asleep. And then I woke up the next morning and, sorry, I woke up a couple of hours later and I felt, I was sweating. I was soaking wet from sweat. I think, oh my God, this is strong. Took another one. This happened all day, all day. I remember going out that night, being in the pub, and I was like really sweating. And uh, I woke up the next morning, no tonsillitis, disappeared. And in fact, I've never had it since. So that was 30 odd years ago. So I went to the open day. So I went along, still not wanting to, had no inclination of signing up to the course. And they, there was somebody speaking there, a teacher explaining homeopathy, their experience of homeopathy. And it was the late, great Robert Davison uh, who set up the Society of Homeopaths with, with Martin Miles and also the first college of homeopathy in the UK for, for lay practitioners. Um, so he was talking. And I remember when he was talking, I remember just feeling really still, still inside. It's like everything just stopped. And I, I remember thinking, this is, I've never felt this before, but I went really quiet. And what I think I was doing was I was hearing truth for the first, first time. Something resonated so deeply within me that I, I, almost, I know this, I know what he's saying, but I couldn't really articulate what it was. So that was my first. And the second thought I had, no, sorry, the first thought I had after that was, if this is true, how come the whole world doesn't know about it? And then my second thought was, I'm going to make sure the whole world does know about it. And yeah, you guess it, I signed up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the, rest is, the rest is history, as they say. It is uh, amazing. And uh... The guests that have come on, I always ask them this question, you know, what, what's your journey to homeopathy? And as everybody has that same, uh, not not exactly the same, but similar examples in their life, it's almost like um, 
an, an attraction or by chance something happened they became unwell and somebody you know their mother or their mother's sister or some a friend of the family said why don't you try this and as a result of being cured literally where the, the any symptoms of of any ailment don't exist anymore they became convinced and that's the power of homeopathy and i was saying to um herman kepler who's the uh, founder and principal of uh, the college of naturopathic medicine he's a homeopath and um, i was saying to him that look it's been two, over 200 years now and that power is more uh for want of a better word powerful than it was ever before now is the time for homeopathy this is the time this is the the way the society that we're living in the connected world um the different uh, frequencies that we're all uh, bombarded with day in and day out this is the time for homeopathy having this renewed interest certainly i'm i'm seeing it everywhere i'm sure this is the case with you yeah absolutely yes i mean I, I still practice. I'm still a practitioner. And as you said, um, the demand has never been greater. And, and I think really, for me, the fundamental shift was the pandemic, was lockdown pandemic. And I think what it, it did for really literally the whole world, everybody paused. And because it was about health, uh, people, I think, were deeply, deeply uh, shocked that medicine science, especially in the beginning, wasn't there to rescue them. And but it also made people stop and think. It made them stop and think about the health, realize they have to take charge of their own health and well-being, where also people um looked at their own lives, thought, what am I doing with my life? Because the fundamentally people want purpose and meaning in their life. And I think it it was a a real pause for people to to reflect. And because because of People now thinking, I've got to now sort of empower myself. I've, I've got to get this knowledge. I've got to know how to look after myself, my family, um, my extended family. People were looking for other things and a more natural health, really healthcare-based um, solution. So I think the time, you're right, the time is now. This is our time for homeopathy. But also uh, it's because there's demand for it. I remember talking to Tony Pinkers of Ainsworth Pharmacy here in London and, and I know it's the same with Helios, that during the pandemic, during lockdown, they had queues going all the way down the street to the homeopathic pharmacy. They couldn't deal with the amount. John Morgan told me at Helios Pharmacy, they had to shut the, shut the website down because they could not deal with the orders that were coming in, people wanting, wanting homeopathy. So, so, yes, I think this is the golden age for homeopathy. Um, but we, you know, we need to be we need to be practicing it. And that's why, to me, we need more practitioners who are doing it. In order to to help people and to serve people you know it's fascinating that example you've just given with helios on ainsworths because when lockdown first happened of course something new something unknown there is always this uncertainty but it's amazing Pers my personal experience is that i've never been busier but I, the phone wouldn't stop ringing it yeah. just rang and rang and it was a myriad of things people who were feeling lonely people who felt not necessarily they were depressed but they certainly felt you know sad they felt down they, there was this um uh, this worry and this fear of you know being in a new situation and it didn't make things easier to know others were actually in the same situation because at that time you become very you can you know for those who are perhaps not in large families um, yes. they felt very very lonely and and 
And I had so many people and so many different conversations. And like I said, and I know the listeners are going to say, oh, not again, but everybody has a story. And I listened to those stories and, you know, it really opened up. I mean, as a homeopath, Marcus, you know very well, homeopaths have a lot of love and compassion. That's why we want to help people. You know, we want literally want to heal the world, you know? Um, And I found that there were so many people that you could have that uh, link with of compassion and love and to talk to them. 50% of the the treatment was there just by talking and listening, and they felt reassured. Um, So something positive came out of it as a result, as far as people being, you know, trying to take healthcare into their own into their own hands as such, you know, and and being realistic and thinking about, well, do I want to go this route? I'm not saying homeopathy is the, the, you know, that's that's the way only. I'm saying there's a choice. People were actually a bit more open. It might be Chinese medicine. It might be Ayurvedic medicine. It could be anything. But um, people have become a bit more aware that, look, there's other options there if you're not satisfied with the one that you're using at the moment. Absolutely. And I think it comes back to the basis, really, of which I truly believe that is that all the healing wisdom you're ever going to need is within you. You already have it. You cut your hand, you cut your finger, it bleeds, and then it heals. We're talking now, you know, you may have just had your lunch or your breakfast, it's digesting, we're unaware of what's going on unless you get too much. Um, but, <laughs> the, but the healing wisdom of the body is incredible. And when we realize that, that wisdom, that we already have it, that's an incredibly empowering sort of place to be. And we've got to look at ways of stimulating what we call the vital force in homeopathy, or they call it prana and ayurveda, or chi in Chinese medicine. And that's what homeopathy is great. Because to me, homeopathy and homeopathic remedies are keys to a lock. It's keys to a lock. And what those keys do, it's like a key to a Ferrari, or a key to a fast car, key to any car, the key in itself is not powerful. It's the interaction with that ignition. And that's mm. all we're ever doing is helping that ignition of the, the body's vital force. And this is why we we have a we had a course called the we still got it, called the home prescriber course, online course. It was like five hours, but it's basics of homeopathy, how to use it in the home. And we we used to charge that. We just gave it away for free. And we had over, you know, nearly 40,000 people now have. I've, I've, I've wow. watched that around the world because again, people when we were getting emails. People say, "Oh my goodness, I didn't know homeopathy even existed until I got this link." And I watched the. Oh my god, I wish I had known about this years ago for my kids. Or so once you and this is my passion to tell people that homeopathy exists. Most people don't know about homeopathy. <laughs> we, we as homeopaths, we think everybody does. They don't. You go out in the street and ask ten people what is homeopathy or a hundred people. A lot of people won't know what it is. So, so I think as homeopaths, part of our job is to help educate people and spread the world around around homeopathy. I think your energy is is magnetic, you know, and uh, no wonder you founded the CHE, which we're going to go into now. I mean, uh, it's it's really good to talk to you because the energy levels are so high. Um, what remedy did you take before the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't take any remedy, just for the record. I took no remedy before camera. But to me, that's what it should be about. We should be about vitality, isn't it? Because most people's concept of health is not being sick. But it's much more than that. It's about the way we wake up in the morning. It's it's vitality. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that as as healers, uh, as homeopaths, 
We need to be walking the talk. We have to be vital. I don't want to go and go and see somebody who's sicker than I am. I want to get somebody who's more healthy, and more vital than I am if I want to get well and balance mm. my health and well-being. You know what's amazing about <clears throat> excuse me, what's amazing about homeopathy is that it's not just for people. No. It's for plant life. It's for animal life. It's absolutely amazing and it's not different remedies for for different um it's it's not arnica for uh, humans to take and a different remedy for plants it is actually the same remedy arnica yeah. as long as the symptoms match and the vibration picks up the remedy the resonance happens totally. and that's it that's it let me give an example of that so we, i got a student uh, in, in budapest in hungary and i went over to the graduation one year and this lady had done a whole project around she was an agriculture engineer and she did this project where they grow peppers and apparently the growing the peppers uh procedure which i know nothing about growing peppers by the way but she was explaining that they have to snap the stem at a certain point and what she did when they went to snap the stem she gave the plants and you're talking about a lot of plants here this like i don't know how, how big this place was a solution they give it arnica first of all before and after and then followed it up with hamamillus. And she explained the arnica for the trauma of snapping the stem, but also the hamamillus, which is also good for trauma, because we give it, for example, for varicose veins and the, the venous system of the body. Well, that she was using hamamillus because of the damage to the veins really of the plant. And she said the yield, the crop yield went up 40% after giving these homeopathic remedies. So you're absolutely right, whether or not you're a plant, you're an animal, you're a human, Homeopathy works, and it's the same remedies. Brilliant. Now, your passion, of course, for homeopathy led to something, in my personal opinion, which is really, really great. You know, it's it led to something or the, the founding of something, I think, which is incredible, to be honest with you. And that is the CHE, which is the Center for Homeopathic Education. Now, you founded this in 1998, and as a result of that, I think, especially in the UK, you've trained hundreds and hundreds of homeopaths. Thousands. So do share. Yes, thousands. Yeah. Do share with us uh, how that came about and what was actually involved, because it may sound easy, but I, I'm quite sure uh, perhaps it wasn't. Yeah, well, it's interesting because we, we on Sunday... Um, I was I was near the Natural History Museum, and next door to that is the Imperial College. And so we founded in, in uh, CHE in 1998, myself and two other colleagues, um, and our, the course ran from Imperial College uh, for four years. So it's interesting. It's the first time I'm really I've been back since we left. We left there in 2002 um, to go back there and to just think, yeah, 25 years ago, because 25 years ago since we founded it, it started from here and how time flies when you're having fun. Mm. Um, but the idea at the time, why we found in CHE was was homeopathy was very um, was was very like anything. It's against this politics involved. And at the time in the nineties here in the UK, you either it was very classical homeopathy, well, basically give you know one. This is very basic one remedy and wait, or practical. Well, basically you gave more than one remedy, or you could give more than one remedy at the same time. So yeah, you're in either camp often. It's like you're either in the classical or in the practical. And my feeling has always been that there's never one way to do anything. You know, we, we it shouldn't be methodology driven. It should be patient driven. So 
at CHE, we teach all, we're very eclectic. We teach all different types of prescribing because one spanner does not fit all nuts. You need a tools in the toolbox. So whoever walks through your door, you've got a, a prescribing technique or a spanner in order to deal with that person. So the person's at the center and you choose which methodologies to use because there's not, what like I said, one, one, one right methodology because it's about the patient. So you adjust your prescribing to the person who's sat in front of you. And that was really the basis of starting CHE. Also our patron, I'm very, I'm very inspired by, and I was very inspired by, and he was my mentor, was Dr. Robin Murphy, who sadly passed away last year. But he was the, really the inspiration of founding CHE with, with that, with that uh, sort of uh, paradigm of actually many, there's many ways to treat people, but you've got to have, you've got to be knowledgeable and have tools in the toolbox. Um, so, yeah, so we start, and we were very lucky. We started, normally start with one year because uh, it was a four-year course, four-year part-time, one year. But actually we started with four years because people came from other colleges and and joined. So we had to, we started off from day one in 1998, four years running straight away. Amazing. You know what you've just said about um, classical and practical is really, really important. And I get asked a lot um, by homeopaths, um, uh, but by generally as well. Oh, are you, a, those who certainly know about homeopathy, are you a classical homeopath or other? And it's always other. I said, no, I'm neither. I'm a homeopath and I have in front of me a toolbox. And in that are different tools. They could be a single remedy, it could be a complex combination, it could be spagyric remedies, it could be Narayani remedies, it could be anything. Uh, it could be pleomorphic nosodes, whatever it is, you know, it could be batch batch flower remedies. Yeah. What I'm concerned about is I want to help you, and these are the remedies that I have in my toolbox, and depending on you, I can pick and choose. And I think that's really, really important. And I know Colin um, Griffiths, uh, yeah. Griffith was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he was speaking in similar tones to, to what you're saying. It's homeopathy and how you choose to, to, to use it for your patient. Everyone is an artist. A homeopath is an artist. Yeah. But it depends, you know, on your own technique. And that's a gift. That's a yeah. really, really... A uh, big gift, isn't it, Marcus? Because well, you can so. adapt and mold. Yeah, yeah. Because again, if the patient's the most important thing. It's like if somebody wants to come to be to treat to to be treated. They're trusting that you have got a range of possible tools that you could use. It's imagine going to the garage and you go to a garage. You have your car repaired, but they've only got one size spanner. <laughs> You're gonna cut down the amount of cars you can you can you can work on. No, yeah, they have absolutely. a whole drawer of spanners. And there's a good example. I mean, Colin, Colin Griffith, he's one of our you know, main lecturers at CHE. But you've got Colin who practices it in the way that he practices it. But then you've got people incredibly classical and incredible at CHE. But everybody's got mutual respect. Why? Because our motive is to serve people the best we can. And so we've all got mutual respect at CHE. Even though we may see homeopathy different in all different ways of prescribing, it doesn't matter. Our, our mutual respect is from what who people are, not necessarily what they do. It's where they're coming from, because we all want the same thing. Absolutely. And that's that's the key, isn't it? We're all on, we are all on the same hymn sheet as such, because the the uh, the objective is very much to serve humanity. And uh, we certainly know homeopathy is not, um, no homeopaths in it for the money. No. You know, it's about 
helping, it's about serving, it's about giving back. And I tell you, it's the best feeling, isn't it, Marcus, to oh. know that you've just helped somebody and their life is back on track. It's just amazing. Exactly. And, you know, every day I think I just feel so blessed and have gratitude. That's homeopathy in my life. It's in the life of my children. It's in the life of my family. Because, like you said, it's often we get cases, and you know this, that we'll get cases often when people have gone through the whole medical system and you're the last resort. And so, you know, again, that can make that can be a challenge. But again, we know we've got the keys to the locks, which we can help. Um, you know, people get back to a state of health and well-being. And like I said, we're not anti-medicine, and we're definitely not anti-medicine here at CHE. I'm not anti-medicine. I've got a lot of friends who are doctors. I always say it's like a scale. If I'm in a car accident, the first place I want to be is a hospital. Absolutely. You, know, you can put me back together again. Amazing. You know, I'll be taking Arnica if I'm conscious. <laughs> but, but if I've got a chronic disease, then I'm going to look at other ways to try to get my body to heal itself before I go down any medical procedure or, 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 you know, pharmaceutical drug, because I want to try to get my body to heal itself. So I think it's just, it's about choice. I think this is the key to all of this. It's about people can have choice around their healthcare. That's to me, the ultimate. And that, you people- know, it's, it's also, um, I, I remember I give an example when I was growing up, um, my father would, if we were sick, uh, it was, Oh, just take this, you know, and it, and it was done. And, and we thought nothing of it. And we, we carried on playing outside, you know, you'd injured yourself, you grazed yourself or somebody hit you and <laughs> uh, you go in crying. And that just, you didn't know what it was, of course, something on the tongue, take it, tasted great because it was a little sweetie. Um, but I found as, as I've matured into homeopathy now, um, the beauty, one of the beauties of homeopathy is very much that it diminishes the severity of being sick. Yes. Because, um, I, I don't want to simplify it, but um, an example is that if you are sick, the beauty of homeopathy is you just go to the clinic and you say, okay, let me take this and this and it's done. And you, then you carry on with your day rather than sit and think, you know, your, your head in your hands thinking, oh, my God, woe is me. Something's wrong. What am I going to do? What am I going to get through to the GP? And again, going back to your point, that doesn't mean don't go to the GP. A lot of my patients, they have to go to the GP. But for general things, day-to-day acute ailments, cough, cold, fever, sore throat, a, a fall, um, some sort of acute trauma, it's just there. And the severity is reduced just by knowing, oh, let me just take Arnica or Belladonna or something, and I'll be fine. And you carry on with your day. Absolutely. And I think that, that that is a key area, what you talked about, because really, I think people often get into homeopathy through the kids, through the, you know, being sick. but a really great place to start is, is prescribing for yourself, home prescribing, because when you when you use homeopathy, and this is the thing, you've got to use it to, to see it. If you use it on yourself or use it on your kids, um, then you you will see how it works and you'll get good at it. And And what that does, it empowers you. So you the simple things like you know coughs and colds and things that you don't need to go and see the gp for you can do it yourself and deal it with the home just like our grandmothers did or our great grandmothers did it's like you know you, th- there was things that we use which were they class as home remedies but there's plenty you know there's plenty of things in your kitchen you know your kitchen's a pharmacy you know really it is the pharmacy from turmeric to honey to you know uh, i don't know um 
everything you know it can be potentially um cayenne pepper it, it can all be used as well as your homeop as well as homeopathy so i think a really great place to start is doing that acute prescribing home prescribing uh, and my passion is for the next 25 years um you know like steve Jobs said he wanted a an iphone in every hand well i want a remedy kit in every home because I think the more that we can empower people to take charge of their health and deal with these simple, acute things at home, the more people will become much more empowered around the health and won't go into that place of fear. Because fe- what's, what's fear? Fear is this lack of knowledge, lack of information. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to we need to know this stuff. And I that's that's my passion anyway. That's my that's my dream. I think for the next twenty five years, get a kit in every home. Well, you've got my backing 100%. I tell you that straight away. And probably every other homeopath. Yeah. But uh, I, I'll give you another example, actually. My my um, great-granduncle, my, sorry, my granduncle, um, I, I would see him uh, as an elderly man and patients would come to him and they were worried, of course. Oh, yeah. something's wrong with me and this is wrong and that's. And he was so calm in nature. And I'm sure you and I are, are, are like this. I can't speak about myself, but certainly any homeopath um, is is like that. And he would listen and he'd say, everything will be fine. But words to that effect. And he'd, he'd go back into the our pharmacy, the clinic, and he'd bring out some remedies. Um, sometimes they were in paper, you know, wrapped yeah, in a yes, bit of paper, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, single doses. And he said, you know, take this on such and such at these intervals. And you could see the patient just being so relieved that someone had just simplified that process, removed the fear that, no, it's going to be all right. Don't worry, let me go and get this and take this and you'll be fine. Yeah. And they'd always go back with a smile on their face. And that is also the power of homeopathy because it's also spreading, not just the power and efficacy of the remedies themselves, but the fact that you're spreading that love and compassion and goodwill and reassurance and removing fear yes. and of course that that's got to be good for the vital force for the soul for the mind you know definitely and and but it's also he had certainty <laughs> so his certainty was he'd done this so many times before and this is what's really important when especially when you're an experienced homeopath is that when you experience then you have certainty so when you see the earache the cough the cold the headache there's a certainty there, and you say take this because you know the characteristic symptoms, the key, the, the keynotes of the of of the person, whatever they're suffering from, and you often it's the certainty, and that's what people pick up on. It's the certainty, and that's like I said, that can dispel fear, that can dispel um, sort of you know feelings of, of uncertainty. So yeah, I, I agree, and that's why I'm, I'm a big advocate. I say to everybody listening, learn homeopathy. As in, not necessarily a practitioner training, but do that if you feel you want to do that, but more about please learn home prescribing. Get a kit. Learn how to prescribe for yourself because the more that you do it, the more that you'll get better at it. And homeopathy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something quite controversial now. Homeopathy is simple. <laughs> it's a law of similars. It's a law of similars. Now, I, I say that. Sort of half joking, but half not, because often homeopaths can go into can complicate it too much. It's simple. It's a law of similars. We're looking for the most similar remedy. If you chop an onion up, your eyes water, your nose runs, or we use onion in a diluted amount. We're just it's like a game of snap. We're just trying to match the symptoms to the remedy. You know, 
That I a hundred percent agree with you. You know why? Because it that that is actually true. Um, you well, can you. complicate. <laughs> you, you, you can complicate things sometimes, and I often wonder: is there a need to? It's good because it's progress. But at the end of the day, if you know your symptoms match uh, belladonna, and belladonna is going to be the remedy, yeah. and you can look at it from any angle that you want, it's still going to go back to belladonna. Exactly. And you know, we I learned you know from a young age: keep things simple. Keep your head down, do the best that you can, type of thing, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think again that goes back to to the point we were discussing that uh, because of the simplicity, it removes this the fear element of being sick, being acute or chronic, you know, either. Because it's like you think, oh no, there there is. You mentioned reassurance, and it is because you think, oh yeah, you know, there's something for that. I'm sure you get the same calls that I get where somebody says, oh we've had this uh, chronic ailment and it's been going on for years and years. And there's, there's generally, you know, the, the, the expression from experience is, Oh, there's a remedy for that. Or I certainly, I can help you. And people get really shocked and said, Oh, but we've always been told there's no, there's no treatment. I said, no, this is the way. And in a majority of cases nowadays, sadly, I, I say, but uh, in a positive light, because they all end up of course, improving um, is people say, Oh, we've got such and such physical condition. And Marcus, you know, it, sometimes your mind just goes, no, that's not, it's a physical manifestation of what's in your mind, all the trauma and and things that you've been through in your life. And you mentioned that to the patient and they always end actually say, do you know what? That's right. You're right. Because yeah. I went through this, 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 this. Yeah. Well, and it's an education it, process, isn't it? Well, that's part of our job. <laughs> part of our job is to help educate. So like you said, what we take for granted is how past the way we've been trained, the way we're doing things. A lot of people they don't make the connection exactly. You know, somebody can come in with arthritis uh, and you take the case, you know, all the symptoms, what makes it better, what makes it worse. And the next question we ask as army passers, when did it all start? Oh, we started five years ago. And the next question will be, well, what was happening in life five years ago? Well, what do you mean? And often nobody's ever asked them that ever. Mm. And you go, well, you know, anything going on for you physically, any trauma, mental, emotional, anything? Well, that's, you know, that's when I split up with my husband. Oh, okay. And you can see the body language changes and, <laughs> and then he starts swallowing. He, oh, okay. So, so, so how was that? Oh, it's fine. You know, it, it, you know, he was, uh, he was no good and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you pursue for, uh, so what happened? Oh yeah. Well, he had an affair with my best friend, you know, I've never forgiven him. And you can see they're still stuck in that place of grief, resentment, anger, whatever you want to call it. That's where as homeopaths, we'll aim our prescription. We'll, we'll aim it at, like you said, it their arthritis is an external manifestation of their internal state. They're still hot. They're, they're still there where they were five years ago. So you give them a remedy for that. Uh, you know, for, um, I don't know, it could be nature, real stuff, whatever remedy you give them, and they come back and they say, "How are you?" And they go, "Yeah, my arthritis is like fifty percent better." But what was that remedy game? I couldn't stop crying for three days. I was dreaming about my ex-husband and. I was shouting at him in my dream, and then I, and I was then I forgave him. We're crying, we're hugging each other, and I mm. feel like a weight's lifted off me. And as you said, we've got to the cause of the issue, not just treating the symptoms. And this is where we differ, don't we, from allopathy? Whereas we treat people, we just don't not just treating symptoms. And I always use this analogy of a car dashboard. And if people know me, they'll get sick of hearing me say this, but it's so such a good analogy. <laughs> Do share. I, yeah, I, I always say. 
It's like a car dashboard. If your oil light flashes, it means there's something wrong in the engine. But if you just take the bulb out or just suppress the symptoms, there's still a problem in the engine and the car's going to break down two or three miles down the road. So our job as homeopaths is get into the engine, get to the cause that could be mental, it could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be whatever it is, to deal with the cause and the light will go off by itself because you fix the problem. And that's to me the different paradigm between the allopathic way of looking things, suppressing symptoms and homeopathic where we deal with the cause and treat the person as a whole. It's truly being at one with nature, isn't it? Absolutely. In alignment with ourselves, being that's the key. Because what is disease? Disease is two words. And often it's disease because people aren't living the truth of who they are. They're in a relationship they don't want to be in. They're in a job they don't want to be in. And it's it's that's the issue. And it's like when we get to a place of health and vitality then we're in much more alignment of who we are and live in our truth, whatever that may be. And circling back to what we said about the pandemic, this is the biggest thing I saw when I'm doing interviews for our courses was that people were looking for more purpose and meaning in their life. So the kids may, may, may be going to school now and now they've got free time or they've left home or, or whatever, but they, they realize actually they want to be living their truth. And that's all we can ever do. And that's what I feel we do with homeopathy. The remedies balance people back in alignment to who they really are. You know, for Marcus, I'm just thinking that nowadays, um, on a on a on a sort of uh, a worrying note here, I suppose, is that I find that a lot of young people who've got years ahead of them are becoming unwell or diseased, and that's a worry, isn't it? Because uh, on a positive front, homeopathy is fan- absolutely phenomenal and fantastic at healing uh, and helping. But the trend itself is a bit of a worry, isn't it? That youngsters are presenting a myriad of complaints at an at a age when you're, you're supposed to be enjoying your life and, and learning and really getting out there, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. With those, those sort of, that sensitive age, you know, where you are really from teenage years, you're becoming a young adult and then into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And I think especially around mental health, around anxiety, around um, that is, is epidemic. Um, it's an epidemic, really, I think. Mm. But you're right. Also, this this people's um, young people's um, sort of state is is. But then you look at the history of what's gone on over the past 20, 30 years from everything from, you know, uh, from hormones in the water supply or. And, you know, in, in food and just the way that everything's processed, the way we live our life, you could blame social media. But I still go back to the thing is that we that health is innate, that resilience is innate. And so like things like homeopathy can help people get back and connected to that resilience, that innate health, because we're born with it. To me, we're born with it. And I think. Anything that can, and there's other things that can get help people get back, like meditation, for example. Now, when I was meditating, I've been meditating for 30 odd years. Nobody meditated, oh, I knew. Now you can get so many apps on meditation and people are meditating. It's like it's part of the culture now. Mm. So, so I think as well, these are, I've always got, I've got great faith in, in young people. I've got great faith in, in each generation that comes forward. They've got their challenges like we had our challenges. 
And I think the best thing we can do is just help the younger generation coming through to be just to help them be resilient. And that is connecting back to that innate health that we all have. It's there. We're born with it. It's our birthright. Now, moving back to CHE, um, I know that the motivation has very much been to continue the legacy of of homeopaths that, you know, have helped you. Um, In fact, it's a very close objective to my podcast as well, because the objective of the podcast is to bring on people like yourself, Marcus, and many other homeopaths, students of homeopathy, anybody who loves homeopathy, give them the platform and say, hey, talk about it. You share your experiences and your journey. Um, do tell us about uh, the work that the center is involved with, some of the courses perhaps that you're offering. You, you did mention the um, the home prescribing course during uh, the pandemic, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know that you do a license set program as well. Yes. So so basically we do everything from, I mean, with the CHE, the Center for Homeopathic Education. So we do everything from home prescriber level all the way to practitioner and to, we also do CPD, you know, postgraduate programs. And for many years, uh, we ran the degree program, uh, the BSc with Middlesex University from 2005 uh, to 2006, 17. And then Middlesex in their divine wisdom closed down their complementary medicine department because they had acupuncture, nutrition, homeopathy, Chinese medicine. but the courses that we run, yes, you can just do, we can do home prescribing, that's free, you can go into our website, Um, and you can download the free, and I, I say to everybody, please get that, because it's so, so, so useful, um, even if you don't want to train as a practitioner. But then some people go, well, I'd really like to know more, they do the home prescriber, we'd like to love to do more, but I'm not sure... I know whether or not I want to be a practitioner, I'm not sure whether or not I could deal with the study that goes with that. Then we have a thing called the foundation course, which is a one year course. You can do it all online or in the classroom here in Bloomsbury Square in London. Um, and that's 10 modules from September till June. Uh, the, or you can say, you know what? I want to be a practitioner. I wanted to do it for many years. Now's the time to do it. Well, you can do that four years part time. So that's uh, the classroom one weekend a month over 10 months from September to June. Or you can do it online, again, the same thing, from September to June, and it's one module which is released every month. So you can study in that in your own home. Uh, or we have a two-year fast track. So some people, you know, they, do, they don't do part-time, they just want to do it. They're obsessed with homeopathy, they want to really do it. So you can do a two-year fast track, and that's online only. Um, but it's not just about watching our online courses, not just watching recorded lectures, which you do, but also you, we have live tutorials, we'll have live clinics, all done online. So we have students from all over the world on those courses, and we get to know you really well. So it's a live element, as in online live for the online courses, as well as watching recorded uh, material. We also have stu- uh, schools now in Turkey, uh, affiliated, and uh, Budapest, as I said, in Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, uh, 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 Poland. So we we have these accredited schools that, that are connected to us. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. And what's the path ahead? What's CHE involved with? What are you involved with? Um, I hope there's a book on the way. Oh, what well, I, I did. I did <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Uh, <laughs> I did well, well, during the lockdown pandemic, Walida asked me, would I write a book right. uh, on home prescribing? So I did. I wrote a book called The Home Prescriber, um, which you can get from the Walida. 
Um, and so, and that that was really interesting to write because I can see I'm passionate about home prescribing because I, what he did when I wrote, I didn't particularly, it wasn't my ambition to write a book on home prescribing, but what he did when I started writing it, what I read, what I, I'd come full circle. So when I first started out in practice and I was only like 23, I was, was young, um, nearly 30 years ago now, um, I, I, used to, I used to run a mother and baby clinic uh, in, in Islington in London. And I used to teach parents how to use the remedy kits and, and how to use the remedies. I used to do these short little courses, six-week courses, where they come down, I'd share. And, and, this, and this, writing this book really reconnected me to back to do that. Um, and so writing this was, was yeah, it, it really ignited my passion and realized, which I already know deeply, that homeopathy is the medicine of the people. And the more that we can get it, this into people's homes, that they know about it, the more not only will their health improve, but also the health of the families and the communities. And we can pass this on. So, as I said, my next goal, as I said, Steve Jobs wanted to get an iPhone in everybody's hands. I want to get a remedy kit in everybody's home. So this is what this is part of my next objective. Um, but also just to continue what we do, training homeopaths, training people all different levels. So the more that we can we can raise the standard of homeopathy, the more that everybody benefits. You know, we just keep raising that standard. And what we teach at CHE is not this theory. Okay, we teach you how to apply this. This is so crucial that you learn from people that are doing it day in day. Out. Everybody at CHE is all in full time practice, some public practice. So that's a really important thing for us because I. I, I want people to be sharing the information that are doing it. They're not. They're, they're teaching you what they do, and to me, then we can only improve as a profession as we go forward. You know this objective and this wish and desire of yours to have, um, you know, everyone should have a homeopathic kit at home. I think Marcus, talking to you, the vitality and the sheer passion that you have, I think you're going to be very, very successful in doing it. And I think every homeopath in this country certainly is going to back you behind it. You've got my backing 100%, you know? Right. And, and may it happen very, very, very soon indeed. Um, this is the right time. Like we said right at the beginning, homeopathy is uh, booming. Yeah. People are genuinely interested and they want, there's a thirst for knowledge. Why does it work? How does it work? Who was Dr. Hahnemann? Who are the homeopaths today? You know, what do they talk about? What are the different modalities within homeopathy? The umbrella, um, absolutely. Why does it work? You know, yeah. Um, and, and how I, did? It, and, yeah, sorry. No, please. No, and and also, I think you know sometimes you get um, which you know we've had over the years skepticism about homeopathy. Oh, homeopathy is it's placebo. Da, da, da. Mm. Listen, placebo plays a part in any therapeutic relationship, but it's not the only thing for homeopathy. But when people say homeopathy is a lot of rubbish, it doesn't work. I often will say, well, what's your experience of it? And often they haven't got any. It's just what they've read. And I would say, hey, look, the proof's in the pudding. Try it. If you, you know, just try it. That's all we're asking people to do. Just try it. And if you don't like it, great. That's your choice. So to me, it's about back to that point about choice about your healthcare. It's like we should all have a choice about it. Absolutely. Um Marcus, it's been fascinating. I wish I could talk to you. For, you're you're the type of person I can talk to for hours and hours, and I've learned a great deal. And I know that this is going to be one of the more popular podcasts. Certainly, um, thank you so much. 
My and pleasure. Thank I wish you. you the greatest uh, success moving forward. And of course, I hope um, later this year you'll come back and Absolutely. talk to us uh, some more. So thank you so much for being on the Homeopathy Health Podcast. God bless you. Thank you very much. And thanks for asking. Me. Thank you. I do hope you've enjoyed the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. Tune in next time for more things homeopathy, interviews and segments on the healing possibilities that homeopathy can bring you. And don't forget to visit UK Health Radio online at www.ukhealthradio.com to see the many other amazing shows available to listen live and on demand. Or why not download the app? from the iOS and Android stores. Until next time, stay safe and take care.